What is up and welcome back to the Grow and Thrive podcast. Today we have on Masculine Monk, a really cool guy that I really appreciate. And we're going to talk about really crazy subjects and underrated ones. For example, psychedelics and self-development and other subjects. So let's dive into it and have fun listening. What is up, man? Hey, what's good, Elliot? I'm great. And I just want to talk quickly about your name on Twitter because it's really particular and special to me. And the name Masculine Monk really just is shining in my mind. What is your idea and what is the meaning behind your name? Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of like a polarity with the monk on the end being masculine. But I just think that we're lacking a lot of masculinity in the world. And to be masculine to me is to like take charge and like be accountable and just like setting a prime example for most people while definitely like encouraging other people to be at their best as well. So that's um, awesome. And what, what, are, what would be like the particularities about a monk and a masculine like energy? Because these are really two different polarities. So I just think like balance, you know, everything needs balance. So I like to think that most people need like the spiritual grit to them, you know, like you need to be in touch with yourself, but you also need to be very strong and assertive. So I think that that applies to the name a lot. I feel like people nowadays just don't even have the monk part or the masculine part, the masculine <laughs> part, like for young guys or just guys in general, it's the, the two of them that they just don't have zero. So it's, it's a perfect name for your content. And I'm going to talk about another thing. Like the other day we were talking about psychedelics and how it can affect, affect people in self-development. And you had a really cool opinion about it. So what is your opinion in general about drugs and psychedelics? Uh, so for psychedelics, I mean, I'm a huge advocate, man. Um, I really think that they can open doors in your mind that are a lot harder to open in general. Um, I like to think I was already a very spiritual person and that door was going to be opened regardless. But I think that psychedelics just kind of like drop kicked that door. <laughs> so to speak and um i think when used responsibly that they can be very beneficial like for your mental health um your perspective on life just kind of like getting a like fresh filter on everything and seeing things just as they are instead of like the programming you've been like that you've been programmed to believe so and what would be one example of a door that opened totally in front of your eyes? Um, so I'll talk about a recent experience. It was probably about three months ago. Normally I just microdose now. Um, back when I was younger, I was more into like the big doses like and stuff. But this recent time on shrooms, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, um, it was a heavier dose and I was by myself. And I had a big thought about like death in a very positive way. And it was just like very uh, 
comforting that about the experience because I think we fear it a lot and like we're so scared of it you know yeah but I just had this thought that like it's not all that bad and like you know I think we should fear not living up to like our biggest potential more so than we should fear death like I think we should also fear like having regrets at death more than death itself totally and that's that's just beautiful and with psychedelics and drugs, do you think there's another way to reach like this spiritual point? Because it's really deep, like you said. And would you have other techniques or what would you suggest? Like just young people or people in general, like guys that want to try it, but it can be harmful, right? But what would be the, the ways to do it safely and the other ways that you can try to go deeper into spirituality, but still have this awareness? Um, well, with anything, you definitely want to do your research. I mean, that's with anything, exercising, uh, eating right, your nutrition, all that. You want to research. And there's a thing with psychedelics called set and setting, which means your set is going to be your mindset. So you do not want to indulge in these things when you're not in a healthy mindset. And the setting part is that you want to be in a comfortable setting. You know, you don't want to be like, necessarily in a loud setting that's going to possibly like aggravate anxiety or you know with anybody that you don't trust or you know things of that nature so that's set and setting and um but aside from psychedelics um i think i think psychedelics kick the door open but i think that meditation keeps that door open when you do it consistently so i would say that meditation is the more like less risk same reward practice that you can do daily if you do not want to try out psychedelics that's interesting and i think one of the two big pillars of your way of doing things and just your journey in self-improvement are meditation and in semen retention so i think these two goals in the same path And I had a question about, it's really interesting how, for example, psychedelics can open doors for you. And have you ever tried with like high, like open-minded people, psychedelics and talked about, for example, productive things, or I have no idea, but what were your experience with open-minded people and psychedelics? Um, so yeah, you just get very raw versions of people. Um, people are in their true feelings when they're in that state. And, Why do you think so? Uh, I think it just creates an awareness in you. And But do you think it just, like it's a filter or it's what is the, the bar, like the, the wall between, for example, it strips. Yep. I think it strips away all the layers that you have accumulated to either like defend yourself or you know be protected yeah in a way if that made sense yeah um but i like to look at it as like an analogy like your mind being a snow globe and <laughs> you know when you're just like living regular life for months on end years on end like everything's very like settled and you 
kind of think you know everything in a way or you like you know like how a tree looks and stuff but when you take a psychedelic it's like shaking the snow globe you know and all those pieces of like fake snow fall back down and like you can kind of like rearrange things back where you want them with a different perspective and it just like gives you a chance to see things differently if you were maybe caught up in like a negative belief system about yourself or just the world or anything really. Mm, that's super interesting. And what would be the, the drugs that access this like really incredible things? Like I, and I love the example of the snow globe. I think it's really perfect. And I, mm. I, I think we, we grab a little part of it with meditation, but I just lost my question, but what would be like the psychedelic you, that you suggest and the other that you don't suggest? Like which one should people be careful about and which one should they be more open-minded towards? Well, the most conventional ones are like LSD and psilocybin, which is mushrooms. And those are the ones that I'm the most experienced in. Um, heavily LSD, like over a course of years, um, But like I said, now, usually I just do like a microdose, which is just like a threshold dose that you don't really trip necessarily. Mm -hmm. So like you can kind of go about your day and it kind of just leaves you like with this like mental clarity, a little boost of energy, um, some creativity and just like a whimsical kind of mood to your day. Mm but you still have a different perspective on things than you normally would. So it's like interesting. You can just grow through it very easily without having to do a full on dose and like commit your whole day to like, you know, around that. But do you really think it's productive to have like this dose and this, I'm not going to say numbness, but different view in all of your day, or is it better to have it in a different setting? Um, I think this would be where it would come into like if you're experienced with it. I think that you need to get your toes wet before you kind of just like microdose and go about your day. But there's like tons of studies talking about increased uh, productivity, creativity, um, energy boost, like, and we're we're talking about a very like minute dose to where you're almost your body. It's you're on the like you're on the line of your body even being able to process that it took that and how do you like practice like you said if you i don't have the experience how can someone for example try and get little by little to towards it like what would be the steps in your opinion uh i would just say kind of like getting in a pool you know like walk on the side that has the stairs in first like don't jump off the diving board into the 12 foot <laughs> Okay. I mean, it works for some people and like me included, like it just depends on like how great your mental health is really and what space in your life you're at. So, and I, but, I think another thing that is really important for, for the, the people listening is if you're in a bad mood or in a bad mental state, it's the worst thing ever. It, it's, it can destroy you. Right. And a plus it, It, it is addictive, right? So if it is addictive and plus you're like trying to heal yourself 
with all of your bad mentality and bad things that happen is going to be 100 times worse. Obviously, we're only talking about the so, when you're uh, with a great mentality, right? Um, yes, you definitely want to go into it um, when you're in a good state. That is for sure. Um, about the addicting part, I truly don't believe it's addicting. Hmm. It is the only drug I've ever done that when you're done doing it, you're like, uh, and even if you had the most blissful experience, you're like, I'm good on that for a couple of months because it, it changes so much internally in a good way that, you know, you don't like, you have to respect it. You know, it's powerful. Um, so I don't really believe I've personally have never been addicted to it. That's all I can say. I feel it, it, it changed a lot from people to people. So it, it can be different, but for example, I, For example, what would be the drugs that are really that have zero positive in your in your mind? Um, like, you know, the ones like cocaine, meth, heroin, all those kind of like crazy, you know, like narcotic drugs. I What see. I'm talking about is like spiritual medicine, in my opinion. I feel so. like in, in my opinion, because I have never tried any of those at this point and I tried weed but weed is really, really <laughs> basic and I, it's a totally new world for me and I'm pretty young, so I'll have a plenty of time to try it. And I think like mushrooms are really interesting in my mind because they're natural, like it's, it's pretty much nature and that's a fucked up thing. And another thing that I have on my mind is, for example, in a mountain in Peru, there, there is like um, bees that produce honey that is uh, a psychedelic. Like when you take this, honey that is 100% natural it's a drug which is really interesting and the same thing <laughs> these people are like taking this this honey when they're like for example celebrating death or uh, whatever and they say that it really brings people together and they talk about real things like it's a just a spiritual journey and when I, I i was reading this i was like wow that's super interesting like people are not talking about the psychedelic this way so that, that's interesting i never heard that before um i'll have to read about it but it's there's also cool. like i think there's like um there's like these frogs in the rainforest that um certain cultures will extract like i think it's their venom mm. and they will use that and it will intoxicate and like induce a psychedelic trip so kind of on the same Same thing as that. But um, also another thing I wanted to say, when you said like it's addicting and stuff, it's funny because there's studies about LSD that have shown that it can like cure alcoholism. Wow. That like but, through but don't you taking... think that being alcoholic is like is something bad? But if you're also addicted to LSD or just you have a, a for example, a weekly or monthly consumption, like taking it, it's also bad, no? It's like replacing yeah, a problem yeah. with I mean, every <laughs> everything with moderation for sure. But if you were to look up like the levels of toxicity in certain drugs, you would see um, LSD and mushrooms at the bottom and you would have your alcohol, cocaine. And, you know, just because alcohol is legal doesn't necessarily mean it's good. It's not doing its damage on you. Yeah. So that's interesting because really people are really putting like 
um, LSD and all of these other drugs, like in the, in the top tier of like bad, really like it can destroy you. And I think that that's like a government propaganda, just as how they always, they kind of, they kind of want to keep you from things that might show you the truth in a way. Wow. Mm, interesting. So, um, in my, you know, alcohol, in my opinion, kind of like dumbs you down and keeps you in control. And I think psychedelics really open your mind and you're like, you, you see a lot more. Interesting. And you were talking about weed. Um, I smoked cannabis for like 12 years, a long yeah. time. I just recently quit. But it's funny because in my experience, I've had more anxiety at times using cannabis than I have with psychedelics. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, but it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. And we can talk about it for days because there are so many, like you say, like study and ways of thinking about it. And I have a close friend of mine that is working in cannabis. And the thing is, for example, it, it can be good with, with the way you consume it for athletes. When I, I have heard it, it was like, what? For example, for people that are running like 20 kilometers or 30, when you eat cannabis, you're going to have a small high and your muscle, you're going to have more... Um, you're gonna you, you can how do you say that like you can you have you're gonna have more um endurance oxygen, endur uh, endurance like in in the way that you're not gonna feel as much the cramps in your legs and mm -hmm. you can just take a deeper breath because you're all of your body is like relaxed and you're just more more focused on every step you you take which is just crazy when you think about it because it's only the way you consume it and what are the dosage? So it's it's so precise. The things there's like there's so many things that we don't know about, and which can be everybody's beneficial. everybody's like body chemistry is different too. Yeah. So I definitely believe like cannabis can be like medicinal. Like if you have stomach issues or an appetite issue, like it's probably your go-to. I've seen like um videos of a guy with like parkinson's he cannot stop shaking like very badly stutters very badly it's very obvious and I they had i feel like they, just in general sorry for cutting you just in general you when you don't have any purpose of taking the drugs it's then that you're it's it's it can be bad for example like you said if i have parkinson or i have a, a bad thing uh, whatever it is um a sickness And I think, for example, cannabis, it can be great for me. Or, for example, I want to r run more and just be more relaxed. I have a different experience. It's a good thing. But if I just want to game and just, like, lay and just be unconscious with my with the weed and, like, 12 hours a day, you're just going to be fucked up. And um, yeah. another thing I wanted, I wanted to say, it's the same thing, for example, like you said with psychedelics. If, for example, you take mushrooms, but you have no, like way of viewing why you're you're taking it it's going to be bad but you want to have an intention when you go exactly into exactly that that's exactly it and for example we are two person together that are open-minded and they're like yeah we're gonna literally just be philo philosophical about our ideas with mushrooms it can be awesome to know the other person deeper so it's really interesting especially with a pen and a notepad Handy. yeah it can be awesome or <laughs> you just, may forget or another thing i just uh, i'm thinking about it like imagine like uh, if we we press record and we just talk about it and we're 
like we're on mushrooms it could be awesome it could be a different way of viewing your own self also and i think in the self-improvement journey and route everybody is like demonizing at these every second drugs like every little part of it there's no there, there's not even talking about it it's not even an option so i and think it's something until you try it exactly and like you said you need to be responsible and i think a great way to do it it's maybe not by yourself but maybe to have someone more experienced to show you the ways and calm you down but because like you said if you're not in a good state of mind and with not in the good environment you're just gonna have uh, deep problems i totally agree and just to cut back on something you said about like running and endurance and the weed some of the best like in my zone runs I've had, I was high. Like I, I can contribute to that for sure. <laughs> That's really cool. And there's so many stories. For example, we, both of us are bulking currently. Like we just want to have more calories in our system. And it's an option, of course, for example, to just uh, um, smoke a little bit of weed or just there's so many ways to, to, to take it that you're going to have a bigger appetite and that can really increase our caloric intake and that leads to muscle growth. So that is really simple and there's so many ways to, to take it. And yeah, it's, it's just infinite and there's not a lot of studies on all of the ways and just, yeah, just way to, ways of taking it. Yeah, you just got to watch the temptation with the munchies. You know, you got to keep it healthy still. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but the, the be, biggest technique can't be is pull, just... pulling out the Twinkies, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But the biggest technique is just not having Twinkies in your house, right? If you yes. only have regs and steak, guess what you're eating? Get steak and eggs. So yep. there you go. And so we've talked a lot about drugs and psychedelics and not a lot about meditation. So... In your, in your view, what makes meditation like so important in your self-improvement journey and why just guys are not seeing meditation as a good option? Uh, I think we all walk around and don't realize how congested our minds are. Um, and meditation is definitely going to help that a lot. I think having any consistent practice in your day-to-day -day is going to instill discipline. So... You know, there's some mornings I wake up, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and I hit a 30 minute session of meditation. It's the first thing I do. But I would be lying if I said there were mornings that I was like, nah, we'll just skip it today. But I always push through and I'm always happy I push through when I'm done. Um, but I think it just creates like a self-awareness in you. And I think if you're not self-aware and you are trying to, you know, gain self-improvement you don't know where to start or where you're lacking so to speak yeah and for new people trying to meditate or just they they don't know about meditation what are your goals when you're meditating like for example someone that has no idea what to do how to do it what would be your for example five-step plan to meditate So I practice, for the most part, mindful meditation, which is basically just a focus on your breath. Um, you know, you're always going to have thoughts come back to you, but you just have to focus on the breath. And after usually about like 10 to 15 minutes for me, everything just like the, the volume on my thoughts just goes, like it just really goes down. And um, 
at that point, it's more of like a Zen feeling where it's easier to focus on the breath. The monkey mind is sitting there like clapping at you, trying to distract you and stuff. And that's when like you really get the full body relaxation, the full benefits. So uh, an easy way you can do that is just like fully nasal inhale through your through your nose, like no mouth breaths. Um, but you can inhale to a count of four and you hold for four more seconds. Then you exhale for a count of four and then you hold for another four seconds. And that's called like, if you pictured like a box and you inhaled up the box and then held over and then exhaled down and then held over, it's called box breathing. It kind of makes it a little bit easier to do if you like picture that in your head. Um, it's also called rhythmic breathing as well. So that's a really good technique and really simple to do because it's a, a simple thing to focus on. And by saying focus, it's also, I think one of the biggest uh, benefit of meditation is focus. Like people nowadays are just, cannot even read a book for more than like 10 minutes. It's crazy. Or they cannot just have full TikTok focus. generation. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, that's a big <laughs> part of it. And because it's like quick gratification, quick, like moving forward and you're not, you, you, for example, normal people are going to, for example, be on TikTok or Instagram for like three hours. And at the end of the three hours, you're like, what did you learn? Or what was the video that you, that you look at? And they have no fucking clue. Zero. Like, it's just like waste, li literally wasting three hours. Bam nothing and that's a big part of it focus not only a waste but damaging your attention span which is just like one of the highest currencies of your day that you like you're not going to get back until you I go to sleep i think it's a better way of putting it attention span not necessarily focus but the two of them goes together but yeah attention span it's, it's exactly it for example reading i mean or I, just working i really think that's where a lot of like adhd or add has come into play like I, I do think maybe it is a, a diagnosis and, and a condition, but I think through looking at the phones all the time and playing the video games and just being so distracted, mm -hmm. I think it really just melts your attention span. And that's where you can get some undiagnosed of uh, ADHD. For sure. So and now that's just personally. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree. And I think a big part of it is not only the phones, but The bigger part, and like I said, I'm a, from a younger generation, so I can view a bit more the like the distinction is, for example, older generation had has like they they are bored, like they didn't have nothing to do, so the only thing that they could grab to is their minds and their imagination. That's the only thing they had. For example, create a game, or talk about something, or create questions, or whatever. Just and I love the something. word you're using is create. That's yeah. the biggest word to, and to use right nowadays, there. Nowadays, there's nothing. You have nothing to create. That's what we're to born create. to do. It's great. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And I think that um, social media, of course, in, in, a, in the bad way and the non-productive way, is really bad for this because learning to be bored every single day is now like lost because you're not, not going to lie. If you're bored, you're just going to take your phone and do something. It's really rare. And that's why meditation, I think nowadays is even bigger. Yeah, we have a lot of consumers instead of producers nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hurting our, our uh, progression in the world. So. Yeah, 
before there's a I lot of like... people out there with great ideas that yeah. aren't being manifested because they're distracted and just kind of escaping that and that ties back into like um the drug use you can definitely be escaping through things mm-hmm. like that so and a quote a quote that i've read was like i don't i don't know if it's a, it was a quote but for example the biggest place where there's the the most amount of wealth is in the graveyard because there's <laughs> It's, it's weird because it's where like books haven't been written or a song that haven't been like, you know what I mean? There's so many projects and ideas. Composed, of yeah, where dreams have gone to die. Exactly. And that's so sad. Like the way when you see it, like people that just didn't do their, uh, their purpose and mission and the wealth is in their graveyard. And that's a deep thing to think about because when you think about before, I think, people were more like viewing their self as a creative person. Everyone wanted to write music. Everyone, everyone wanted to do something productive because it's a part of it. They, they were bored, like they wanted to make something. And nowadays you don't have to do nothing because there's like shitload of content and quick gratification that comes to you. So it's way easier to do, to not create. And um, just to hi- highlight on what I was talking about death earlier, um, the experience I had and stuff, I think that the most, the worst feeling you could have at your deathbed is regret. For so sure. for all the feelings that, you know, might bring you down during this life, I think that would be the worst one. So, you know, we're all, we should always be striving for our full potential. 100%. And I, I, I was, I tweeted like two weeks ago that the only 2% that person that you should like make proud is your eight year old self and your 80 years year old self. It's uh, because if you're at 80 years old and you look at your life and you regret, you're going to be dead and you're, you're going to have uh, so much regrets. And the same thing for your eight years old, like he wants, he, he wants to see you as a hero, as some, someone that was chasing his purpose and that has, that had a great life. So I think it's a definitely got to check in with that inner child every now and then. He'll yeah. keep you on the right path. That's for sure. Hmm, interesting. In what way do you think he's going to keep you in the right path? Uh, I think when we were a lot, when we were younger, we knew things more intuitively than we think we are now with our knowledge. If that made sense. I think we, we just knew how to live a little bit better until we got programmed the wrong way, you know? Yeah. So sometimes it's about undoing the programming and coming back to yourself. And sometimes if you want to look at a situation through the eyes of like you as a kid, I think that can guide you to a very good like outcome. Yeah. More in the present. No, like you're more in the moment. Oh yeah. And Like that's a meditation for me. I didn't know I was doing it when I was a kid, but I think I was meditating like at like eight years old. because I would just, I love to play outside. So I would go out in the woods and like climb a tree and it'd be like a windy day or something. And I'd just be by myself. And it was so tranquil and like calm. And like now years later, I realized why I appreciated that so much. That's so interesting. Yeah, totally. I can totally see it. And That's a big question that I have for you, but what would be, we talked about programming. What would be your biggest like thing that people are programmed about and that, that, uh, that uh, they just lost it from 
childhood? Um, I think we have a lot of limiting self-beliefs that have lowered our confidence and we all have so much more power in us than we realize hmm. to help the world and to just progress our confidence? life. Confidence could be a big one. I think that is within the top three hmm. for sure. Really interesting. I think we talked about a lot, a lot, a lot of subjects and with different angles. And I think people are really going to appreciate how, for example, psychedelic can change your view and it's really underrated subjects. So I'm really glad we've talked about it. And do you have something to promote or something that you're walking, working on on the moment that people can look at? Yeah. So right now I am working on an ebook, um, just kind of like a beginner's meditation ebook. Just um, it's going to put information out and make it maybe a little bit more simplified for people that have never gotten into it or don't understand it, or maybe just want to read about some of the benefits and see how it can help their life in the day to day. And also, I'm going to do another bigger ebook on semen retention because that has been a huge part. Like, just as much as psychedelics have progressed my life, semen retention has been a huge catalyst. In my life as well. So I'm going to write an ebook teaching men how to incorporate that into their life in the most seamless way. And so they can be successful with that as well. That's awesome. That's I think that information needs to get out there. I think um, I think it's been suppressed for quite some time. And that's why we're having trouble with the masculinity in the world as well. Totally. And people are hungry for this type of information because it's like you said, it's rare. It's not talked about a lot. For example, meditation and semen retention are not really common subjects. So I think people are going to eat your books uh, alive and it's just going to be great because people, yeah, like I said, they just want these type of ebooks. So people, you know where to go at Masculine Monk on Twitter is going to have banger of ebooks. And yeah, just thank, thank you for coming in on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. It's been great. Really fun. Thank you for listening, guys. See you later. <laughs>